We are talking Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode of Locked On Dynasty is brought to you by Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. There's only five days left until the Super Bowl. Are you ready? The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. How's it going, Matt? It's going well. As you said, five days until the Super Bowl, and we get to preview the Super Bowl teams, which I think is only fair since we got Texans-Bears to lead this thing off. (laughs) So we actually get a couple of the good teams to bring it on home. So it's good stuff. Absolutely. We started uh, we started this team review series mm-hmm. uh, just about a month ago, I guess, and uh, we are finishing that off today. So we are talking about the Super Bowl teams, not for the exact same reason that, that so many others out there will be talking about them. We'll look back on the entire season. We'll focus on the uh, performances of the individual players that make up those two teams. And of course, we'll do all of that from a dynasty spin. Uh, Matt, let's let's get right into it. Uh, let's talk Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and I mean, just just another great year. Sure. Obviously, there was I think there was a little uncertainty, maybe especially after uh, they traded Tyreek Hill. Uh, there were some questions about would this team be able to uh, to come back and do it again? And uh, you know, for most of the season, they were uh, the top team or, or one of the top two teams in the AFC, and and here they are as the number one seed representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I firmly believe, you mentioned the Tyreek Hill trade, I think we should start there, is I think when they made that deal and they looked at their offseason a year ago, gun to their head, Andy Reidra said, this is our version of a rebuild. You know, we got to spread our contracts around. We need a wealth of picks. Patrick Mahomes is making a bazillion jillion dollars. Um, I just heard this today that Mahomes and Chris Jones combined for 32% of the of the Chiefs Ooh. cap right now, you know, so we wow. need some cheap young talent here, and they're in the Super Bowl again, you know, and EPA, they're number one in offense, and frankly, I think Mahomes is better than ever. I mean, ankle stuff aside, I mean, him on his best yeah. day, and I think people know me well enough. I'm not a, a, a hot take type of dude. I think Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. I really do. I mean, I'd uh, rather play yeah. against anybody than him. Let's look at some of the individual numbers. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing this for both of these teams that we're going to talk about today, it, it struck me how similarly built they really are. Um, but let's let's start with the Chiefs here. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, 24.5 fantasy points per game. He was the quarterback three on a points-per-game basis. The running back, we really had a, a, a three-headed monster for parts of the season. Um, had some injuries uh, that that – kind of turn that into a two-man game down the stretch. But ultimately, you've got uh, Isaiah Pacheco, the the rookie, uh, late-round rookie, averages just under eight fantasy points per game. Uh, of course, he, he 
saw more and more work as the season went along, mm-hmm. ended the year as the RB50. Again, that's on a points-per-game basis, so not quite not necessarily the best way to view him since he wasn't as involved earlier in the year. Clyde Edwards Hilaire has missed uh, the past uh, past several weeks, actually just got activated off the IR. Looks like uh, at the very least he'll be eligible to play in the Super Bowl. We'll see if he's, uh, if he's active. He averaged just under 10 fantasy points per game in the games that he played. And Jarek McKinnon, who was really the difference maker for this team, the difference maker for a lot of fantasy teams out there, uh, especially those best ball teams who, who, took a chance on him uh, early in the offseason. McKinnon finishes with 11.5 fantasy points per game. That was good for the RB26. Uh, The wide receiver position, I talked about the teams being built similarly. Mm -hmm. The wide receiver position is where that kind of falls apart uh, because the the Chiefs have Juju Smith-Schuster, who they signed uh, to a one-year deal last offseason. He ended up being their best option, 11.6 fantasy points per game, wide receiver 37 on the year. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, another free agent they signed away from the Packers. He gave us, gave them seven points per game. They trade uh, middle of the year for Kadarius Toney from the Giants, six and a half fantasy points per hint for him. And it was kind of the same story. He was on and off the field, limited usage, Really explosive player, but uh, not not consistent by any means. And then, of course, Travis Kelsey, 18.6 fantasy points per game. Tied in one uh, by a long shot and just a dominant, dominant player. So uh, the Chiefs aren't ready for the offseason yet. They've, no. they've got one more game to play, but we're, we're pushing forward into the offseason. Juju Smith-Schuster will be a free agent, along with Ronald Jones and Miko Hardman. Both of those guys, free agents as well. Matt, when you think about this team, I, I think from a dynasty standpoint, I want to start at that receiver position okay. because when they when they lose Tyreek Hill, um, there was lots of lots of talk about Miko Hardman that maybe maybe Hardman could uh, take over for Hill and and be the next the next Tyreek Hill and and uh, that didn't happen for a lot of reasons, namely injuries. He he didn't get to play really much at all this season. Um, I mean, Juju was fine. Yeah. MVS was disappointing. Tony, like I said, made made the occasional wow play, but for the most part, was uh, was once again frustrating. I mean, this this is just like a hotbed for fantasy production, and and for it really almost nothing to come from the receiver position is, is wild. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've I mentioned that the offense is so good, and. I really think it's a case of Reed and especially Mahomes raising all ships, with the exception mm. of Kelsey. Kelsey's an all-time great, of course. Sure. Um, I, when I look at the receivers, I wouldn't invest heavily in Hardman or Juju. Like I keep looking at a guy like Hyatt from Tennessee in the first round, or somebody along those lines. And I, what, what I'm going with this is. I think I want the next one. You know, whoever they add, I think I'm jumping in with two feet. That being said, I acknowledge that I have a weakness. I have a blind spot for Kadarius Toney because I look at this guy and think, oh my gosh, does he move like nobody else? And he just can't stay on the field. I mean, I own him everywhere. I've been heavily invested in him, continually lets you down. And Sky Moore, to me, is still interesting. I mean, he still sees the field. Um, I know he's been disappointing. His ADP has dropped massively. 
But mm-hmm. year two yeah. coming out of the Mac, I could see a, a spike for him. Yeah, thank you for mentioning uh, Sky Moore. Yeah. Of course, a player that was getting a ton of hype and another player that got vaulted up just as a result of being part of this team and part of this offense. Do you expect, uh, I know you've got some insight, uh, potentially at least on Juju Smith-Schuster as a as a former Steeler. Do you expect him to, to stick with Kansas City? Is he going to, he didn't really get that payday Mm-mm. that maybe he was hoping for last year. I don't know that he's going to get it again this year, although the, the free agent wide receiver class is is terrible. It's it's basically him and, and Jacoby Myers. Um, so may, maybe he gets a payday, but I kind of think he just stays with the Chiefs and, and uh, if, if they're interested, tries to run it back. I respect Juju's game. He's tough. He blocks. He does things like that. Came in the league unbelievably young. I just think that he's a big slot that doesn't get off press man coverage and the whole league knows it because this is two years in a row. The last year he came back to the Steelers and then this one year deal where no one's super excited to invest in him. I mean, the world always talks about explosives and he doesn't really create explosives. So I could see someone with too much cap space like the Bears overpaying him. Um, The Chiefs, I bet, will hang around and say, if you're still out there, couple weeks into free agency, we'll give you the same deal, and he'll probably want something better than that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Matt, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk more about the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, folks, we got Super Bowl this week. So I think this is a great time, if you haven't already, to jump into prize picks because I'm a big fan. I've told you about them week after week. What you do is you pick between two and six players, and all it is is will they score more or less than their prize pick projections. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any single entry. And that's what I love about it is sometimes uh, these other contests, somebody gets lucky that you didn't know you're playing against. It's just you against the projections. It's not against other random people. So, of course, Super Bowl will be huge for this. But college basketball is in full swing. PGA, hockey, basketball. I mean, women's college basketball. But they go deep, too. NASCAR, esports, cricket, Euro basketball, disc golf. I mean, so if you know a lot about those, you know, the little bit more random leagues, I would say hit that hard. I mean, they've set safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational over 30 states as well as in Canada. Entries are made in under a minute or less. It's super easy. So here's what we need you to do. Go to PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users, you get a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. With promo code locked on, all one word, all caps. So if you put a hundred bucks in, Prize Picks gives you a hundred bucks. You put fifty bucks in, Prize Picks gives you fifty. Twenty-five, twenty-five. You get it. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. All right, Matt. Let's get back to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, there, there's not really that much that needs to be said at this point about Patrick Mahomes or. Uh, or Travis Kelsey, but I'm looking at this uh, this ADP from DLF, and this is January ADP, and we, we've talked about it on here already. Now Patrick Mahomes is the is the quarterback too, but is over. If you look at his overall ADP, thirty overall, so he's essentially a mid uh, mm-hmm. a mid third rounder. I mean Chris Godwin being drafted ahead of him. DeAndre Swift, Debo Samuel. And we've hit on this topic a little bit lately over the past month or so, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes is undervalued in Dynasty, right? Yes. 
in in one quarterback. This is this yeah, is okay, one quarterback. Okay, right, data. Yeah, I mean, maybe in no matter what format. I mean, he's just that remarkably True. good. But in one quarterback, yes. I mean, he's a total superstar. Unless Kelsey falls off, I bet his weapons next year are better than this year. Travis Kelsey is the tight end three. He's behind Pitts. He's behind Mark Andrews. And his overall ADP is 33. And, of course, the, the age is a big factor here. Mm-hmm. He is uh, not only is his ADP 33, his age is also 33. And uh, as, as amazing as he's been, you you think about that from a dynasty standpoint. If you're doing a startup draft and investing one of your top two or three picks in this guy, it, it's tough to click that button. But you know what you're getting, even if it's for one more year, maybe if it's for two more years or or whatever it might be. Um, I think you can make a case that that Kelsey's probably undervalued as well. Yeah. I mean, unless him and his brother decide to retire after the Super Bowl or something goofy like that. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, but they're odd birds that are going to you know, go on with their life's work, much <laughs> like Gronk. And, you know, but why would you give this situation up? He's still an elite football player. So, yeah, ride them as long as you can. I'm hoping and kind of expecting the Chiefs. They, I think they have an extra Dolphins pick from the Hill trade you know, this year as well. Um, I would be shocked if they don't add pass catchers on, like, day two or even day one. A receiver or we were talking off the air, little tease. We're about to start a uh, rookie profile, you know, incoming rookies. This tight end class is loaded. If any of those mm-hmm. top six or seven end up in Kansas City and they went to – Heavy usage of 12 and 13 personnel this year. I'm paying heavy for that guy. You can learn behind Kelsey and eventually take over with Mahomes. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Um, let's finish up the Chiefs uh, side of this with the running back position. Uh, got some production from Isaiah Pacheco. Got some production from Jarek McKinnon. Once again, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a disappointment, uh, especially if you took him first overall in rookie drafts, uh, as, as so many did a couple years ago. Um, and and Edwards-Hilaire also, as I said earlier, missed a bunch of time with an injury. So McKinnon's a free agent. Pacheco and, and Clyde are under contract for next year. Do they feel confident going into the season with with either of these guys as as the starter? I don't think. But I don't. Yeah. Uh, this is my hunch. And I used to make the joke that but after they took Edwards Hilaire for like that next year or two, that Andy Reid would walk out to practice, look at Clyde Edwards Hilaire and say to himself, man, I wish you were Jonathan Taylor. Why, why do we yeah. do? Why do we make this move? Not that there's anything. Or DeAndre wrong. Swift right. or Even J.K. Dobbins, right. right? I mean, they, they could have gone a lot of directions. There. Yeah. And I think, and this is just a hunch that maybe they learned their lesson that they're just going to live on Pacheco and McKinnon cheap type guys from here on out. You know, give me two or three late rounders, cheap free agents, and we're going to invest in Humphrey and Smith and Tooney and Mahomes, you know, and just, and, and I think those guys will be perennially underrated. You know, like anyone that drafted Pacheco in a rookie draft is thrilled about it now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to discount him. He's been a great surprise. Sure. Uh, and, and a, and a bit, honestly, a big part of their offense here, uh, in, in the later part of the season. With that said, I don't know if you go into 2023 saying Pacheco's our guy, he's our so. starter. No. Um, Jarek McKinnon is, as I said, he's a free agent, but he's also uh 30 plus years old. You would think he's probably not getting, getting that big payday. So maybe mm. he's back. 
And then you look at the free agent market in general, which we'll be getting into more in the coming weeks as uh, as we get close to that time. The running backs, I said the wide receiver is ugly. The the running backs is position is loaded. Mm, Barkley, yeah. Jacobs, Montgomery, Singletary, Hunt, Mostert, Sanders, Pollard, Jamal Williams, and so many more. Uh, so the Chiefs will find some help there. I would certainly consider Isaiah Pacheco a sell, though. If I can get a second rounder for him, mm-hmm. I am taking that for sure. One McKinnon note before we get to the Eagles, if you don't mind, is yep. much of his production was touchdowns and red zone and receiving usage. And he's a good player. I don't mean to take away from him, but a lot of it was just schemed up. I mean, a lot of backs could have found the end zone in the situation he was put in when everyone's keying on Kelsey and all their crazy ring around the rosy stuff in the red zone they do. Would you rather have Pacheco? Let's let's just rank those three. Pacheco, Clyde, McKinnon for Dynasty. What's that order look like for you? CEH is last. Because he's not a good enough receiving back. He's not a short yardage back. I don't know what his he hangs his hat on. Pacheco would be first. But I do agree okay, he's so a sell. You're taking the 30-year-old free agent over, <laughs> yeah. uh, over Clyde. Yeah. I'm not even disagreeing. I'm just uh, pointing that out. That's, that's kind of how far he's fallen. Yeah. Uh, let's start the Eagles conversation, of course, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl coming up in just a few days. Uh, and the Eagles were the number one seed. They, they, were, they were the team in the NFC really all season. I talked about the similarities that I noticed between the two teams. I mean, they, they both have the elite quarterback. They both have, have gotten by at the running back position, meaning they don't have that, that superstar. They didn't invest a first-round pick like some teams did at the running back position or, or a big uh, free agent contract. Sanders, Gainwell, Scott uh, in the backfield. Now, now the wide receiver is where... Uh, is where we see a big difference. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith, uh, both former first-round picks. And uh, and then, of course, Dallas Goddard at the tight end position. Let's look at some of those numbers. Hurts, 25.2 fantasy points per game. The quarterback won on a points-per-game basis. Miles Sanders had a great season, over 12 fantasy points. He was a top uh, 24 running back. Both Gainwell and Scott were fine as as they got into the game. They were uh, useful, Boston Scott, especially against the Giants. Whenever he played those guys, he was a beast. Uh, A.J. Brown, 17.6 fantasy points per game, wide receiver 8. Devontae Smith, 15 fantasy points per game, wide receiver 14 uh, for the Eagles. Had some depth there as well, but obviously those two guys are the two that we care about. Dallas Goddard missed a little bit of time, finished up just under 12 fantasy points per game. Good for the tight end five spot. And we also saw a little bit late in the season of Gardner Minshew, which I think is notable because he, uh, first of all, wasn't very good when he when he got on the field. Mm-hmm. He, I, I thought he was uh, a disappointment, especially in the second game was very bad. Right, yeah. especially in this this stacked offense, he's also going to be a free agent. So we've got uh, Minshew entering free agency with, you know, possibly a, a starting job, um, at least and, a caretaker and, job. He could be the Trubisky right. to somebody's picket type, you know. Yeah, you know, Houston yeah. or Indy or something like that. And the Eagles will have some decisions to make in their backfield as Miles Sanders and Boston Scott are both free agents. So uh, Matt, let's start with the move uh, that, that kind of really got this going uh, a little over a year ago or a little less than a year ago, I should say 
on draft night, the Eagles trade for AJ Brown. Mm. They trade their first rounder. I can't believe, you know, I'm saying this now because it sounds like highway robbery that they traded that first round pick for AJ Brown. That first round pick became Traylon Burks for the Tennessee Titans and Brown reunites with his his buddy i didn't even know before that that there was this relationship between he and hurts but evidently they were very close friends uh we we made a big deal about the Devonte adams and Derek carr uh friendship it was a similar deal here that uh getting hurts and ajb together and it was everything that the eagles uh probably hoped it would be yeah little note here is pretty soon like the chiefs they're going to have to pay their quarterback and they don't have the yes. fifth year option situation that Herbert and Burrow do from that draft class. So it's going to be soon. And I think their days of die or buying AJ Browns are probably over, you know, and fortunately for them, they have two first round picks, which is awesome. They have a great roster. They're, they're very well equipped for that day when they pay Hertz. But I think it's more is going to be asked of him. Um, I don't think Minshew returns. I wanted to just touch on that quarterback situation. If I were them, I would get a similar style backup for Hertz. You know, somebody that can run the ball and not change your offense. I thought that was a little bit of the problem. But I think Brown and Devontae are going to be one of the best pairings in the league for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, they were they were both so impressive mm-hmm. um, all, all season long. Uh, Devontae Smith, I thought made a, uh, a great leap as, as really hurt. I mean, hurt showed improvement, uh, top to bottom, you, you know, this, this was a, a great team. And if you had invested from a dynasty, from a fantasy standpoint, uh, if you'd invested in these guys, uh, it's certainly paid off. I mean, Miles Sanders went from telling us not to draft him to, uh, producing as a, as a top 12 running back in multiple weeks and, and finishing as the RB 22, and then, uh, as you said, Smith and AJ Brown were especially, uh, especially uh, impressive yeah, all yeah, season long. Yeah. Matt, let's take a quick break. I want to come back and talk about this Eagles backfield and what they do this off season. Folks, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, I mean, who wouldn't be? Then you got to try Built Bar. I've told you guys about them for years now. And what makes Built Bar so good? First of all, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. I mean, excellent, high-quality chocolate. And they have a great array of flavors. Uh, churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. I'm not really sure how Built does it, but these bars taste exactly like a candy bar while maintaining amazing mat- macros. They're very, very healthy for you. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, the only way you could get Built Bars was at Built.com, which you still can do, of course. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Just head to your nearest Walmart today, walk into that pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a, a four-bar box, a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of some of the big flavors like browning batter, brownie batter or churro. And you can thank me later. Got to check out the Built Bars. Matt, let's finish up our talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I, I think we've got to look at that backfield. Of course, mm-hmm. they're, they're locked in with Hurts, Smith, Brown, and Goddard as those, as those key pieces on offense. 
but as I mentioned earlier, they've got to figure out their backfield this offseason. Sanders and Scott are free agents. Gainwell's still there. He's a solid piece, but uh, clearly not uh, not ever going to be a lead back. I talked about all those free agent running backs earlier. I've also seen the Eagles widely projected to use one of those first round picks on a running back, Bijan you know, maybe the early, yeah. the early one on Bijan Robinson. Maybe I believe that's 10 overall. Is, yeah. um, or maybe they use that late pick on, uh, on Jameer Gibbs. That's a name I've seen uh, sent to them. I don't know that I love the Gibbs pick um, mainly because this, this team does not throw to their running backs right. all that much. I mean, we see that a lot with, with quarterbacks that run the ball. Uh, they don't make use. They don't dump that ball off to their uh, to their receiving quarterbacks uh, or receiving running backs. Pardon mm-hmm. me. And that's uh, that's certainly Gibbs' specialty. So I I don't know that I love Gibbs to Philly, but what if it's Bijan with that ten pick to the Eagles? What what happens then? Well, that would be miraculous, and he would be as high of ranked incoming rookie in the dynasty world as I've ever been around. Higher than Barkley, any of those type of guys. I think this team's unbelievably interesting and extremely good at what they do. And the way they team build is unique. And I think everyone realizes that they stress the line of scrimmage more than any team out there. But their last two first round picks were used on receivers. They're spending money on corners, you know, and then they're kind of weak up the middle. Safety, linebacker, running back in terms of where their resources go. I doubt that changes. You know, they're also great at the comp game. So I think they would love that, hey, our days of buying are gone. We're going to have to pay Hertz. Let Miles Sanders go. Let Minshew go. And that'll yield us some comp picks in return. And we'll okay. find a running back somewhere, probably by committee. But I bet they're also, a week before the draft, sitting there in the inside the walls of Philadelphia's you know facility going, we do have first round, two first-round picks, and this Bijan guy is really good, and... We just lost the Super Bowl by one point. Would we have won it with him? You know, like, I'm sure, kind of like the Chiefs did with Edward Solaire that year. You know, like, yeah. is that the one piece to make us a three-time winner or get get us the win that we didn't get? I bet they turn their nose up at it, though. I just think that they are structured in such a way. That is, that's kind of how I feel as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I mean, there's been this um, anti-running back movement, really, certainly in, in the dynasty and fantasy community, but in the NFL as well. I mean, we haven't, we've seen the draft capital of those backs drop over the years uh, where, I mean, you go back to Barkley and Zeke and Fournette, those guys were all uh, top, you know, top five-ish picks. And as good as Bijan is, and you could argue he's as good as those guys entering the league, he's not going to be a top five pick. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be a top 10 pick. And, you know, if you pick out a, a random NFL mock draft right now, he's probably drafted somewhere in the bottom third or, or projected somewhere in the bottom third of that first round. And it feels like that's probably where he ultimately lands just because teams don't want to spend up, whether it's free agent money or whether it's uh, that valuable draft capital on a running back. I, I get it. And as much credit as we've given this Eagles organization and, and and the front office and general manager, it just doesn't feel like a move that they would make. I mean, they're not going to go out and give Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs a huge yeah. contract either. Yeah, I, I would bet a 10 is somebody that is a lineman, you know, the best pass rusher or whatever. 
But both these teams, I could I could entertain the idea that both these teams were talking about when Robinson starts falling to 24, 25, mm. 26. Hey, it only costs us a third round pick to move up from 32 or 31 or whatever. Do we, right. You know, like he's our 10th rank player, sixth rank player overall. I know he's a running back, but I mean, boy, would we be hard to stop. I mean, there's eventually there's just that point where he's too alluring. Well, it feels a lot better at, at 25 yeah, or 28 yeah. than it does at, uh, at at 10 for sure. So uh, it, it's, you know, it should be a great game between these two teams. Sure. I'm excited to see it. We're all excited to see it. Uh, but I'm, I'm possibly even more excited to see how these teams uh, retool and, and try to get back here this offseason. No doubt. That is going to do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.